second part of this series on Let a Man Deny Himself. We continue our kitchen table conversation on self. One of the biggest problems with self is that it wants to rule. It wants to dominate. It wants to have things its way. But in order to be a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ, self has to be denied. The only answer for self is for it to submit to the Spirit of God. Join us as we conclude this series on Let a Man Deny Himself. Self says, I can. You can, but you can't. Right. (laughs) You can, but there's a cost. Now we don't follow the dictates and mandates of the devil. Now we pursue or we follow after the dictates and the mandates and the words of Jesus Christ. Mm Self said, do your own thing. Denying yourself says, listen to Jesus, the Spirit of God. Self says, I can go where I want to go. The Spirit of God said, true, you can, but you represent me now. You can't go everywhere now. It's true. Some people say, well, I, I can go back to those look at. Yes, some people can, but some people can't. But if, if, if you're going back to those things, what's, what's your purpose and reason for going back? Hopefully you're going back to be an example. Mm-hmm. Now, some people will go, and some people will be that light. Right. But some people will go, thinking they're stronger than they are and end up right back where they were. Self does not have to listen to the Spirit of God. Right. The one who has denied themselves, that's where our struggle comes in. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is saying that once you get on this train, what you used to do, how you used to behave, how you used to live, that's old. We're doing a new thing now. Mm-hmm. It's his, it becomes his way. We're no longer at Burger King. Have it your way. That was self did. Right. That was self wanted. Self did. Didn't matter what she was. Self did a lot of what David did with Uriah's wife. Don't care she married. Mm-hmm. Self drank and got drunk like Noah did. It's true. Self-parted like the people at the foot of the mountain when Moses was gone for a while. But the God-man now says, I have a new master. And that's the problem. People don't understand. You are serving somebody. You are following somebody. You do have a father. Right. And it's only one of two people. Mm-hmm. Either God is your father or the devil is. Either God is your master or the devil is. Either you're following God in his ways or you're following the Lord in his way. There's no in between. If any man will come after me, if he desires to come after me, now he got to make that decision to deny himself. It's true. 
And that word deny means to totally disown. To totally give up yourself. You give up your rights. And, and that's, that's a powerful word. To totally do it. To utterly separate. To completely disown from something. That's what the word deny means in the Greek. So there's an utter separation, there's a complete disownment of who I used to be. Now, am I totally, totally, no, that joker, the sin man is still in you. The sin nature is still there. It's true. But the Spirit of God is there too. Mm -hmm. So now it's about what you said, who you feeding. Right. What do you mean who you feeding? All right, let's put it this way. How much are you in your word? Mm -hmm. How much are you in? And I'll, I'll agree, there's some word on Facebook. There's good scriptures that catch you sometimes right at the right time. Mm -hmm. But the Spirit will give you something to catch you too. It's true. If you sit down. Sometimes, have you ever just sit down and open your Bible and where you started reading was what you needed. Yeah. I mean, right there, that's what you needed, what you were doing. That's true. The spirit man has to be fed the things of God. What are those? The Word of God. Got to be some praying and some fasting. And you remember we were just talking yesterday or a couple days ago about when the man brought his boy to the church and the church, the disciples, the disciples couldn't help him. And Jesus comes down and Jesus said, how long have you been like these men since of a youth of a child? And he said, I brought them to your disciples, but your disciples couldn't help. Jesus said, bring them to me. And Jesus asked the man, he told him, all things are possible if you can believe. The man was honest, and that's what some people won't do is be honest with Christ. When Christ already knows what we think, right? yeah. The man said, Lord, I believe, but there's some meat, there's some, there's some stuff in me. He said, help my unbelief. Self was still in the way of his belief. It's true. He said, Lord, I believe, but help my, doubt my unbelief. Jesus said, all things are possible if you can believe. And somebody needs to know, all things are possible. True. That impossible situation somebody dealing with right now is possible if they believe. Mm -hmm. If it's in the will of God. And sometimes God will do something just to show you who he is. Yeah. But Jesus heals the man. You know where I'm going. The disciples got with Jesus later. They said, Lord, why couldn't we do that? Jesus said, this kind come by fasting and praying. There's some stuff that we want from God. There's some stuff we, we, we desire. There's some stuff we, we have on our wish list. There's some, there's some disease. There's some sicknesses we want gone. There's some elevations we want. But the Word said there's some jobs we want. There's some marriages, some relationships. There's cars, homes, whatever. Jesus said this kind come except by fasting and praying. That's true. That's what, and, and fasting is a hard thing sometimes when it comes to self. Yeah. You got nice. There you go. You, you're going <coughs> to go for this long without food or water? And I hear people say they fast from 
and I'm just, I'm, I'm going here. People say they fast from TV or social media and more sodas or candy and stuff like that. I mean, from sweets. Well, true fasting is no food, no water. Because the Bible said when Jesus was laid in the spirit, 40 days and 40 nights, he had fasted, he was hungry. That's true fast. Other stuff is just sacrifice. God, I'm sure God may accept it, but true fast mm -hmm. is water and food. If I'm wrong, somebody correct. Right. But that's a form. The fasting is a form of denying yourself. Mm -hmm. We were talking, it was like, when you deny yourself the food, and food is essential, right. God will give you spiritual substance to remain. But to deny the flesh, the things that it wants, mm -hmm. that's a battle. It's true. The only way to win that battle, again, you gotta be honest with the God. God sometimes he's gonna, the Bible said, let the weak say I'm strong. Right. Well he says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Mm -hmm. We gotta learn how to rely and lean on the one we've decided to follow, to go after him. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. And, and notice you just said, we've got to learn how to do that. That's what I like uh, over in the book of Corinthians, he talks about if any man be in Christ, He's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And we know when we look at that in Greek, it means all things are becoming new. Uh, it doesn't all happen instantaneously, just like that. But over time, uh, as we talked about before, in, during the sanctification process, all of this is, is, is beginning to happen. Things are becoming new. Uh, you are, if you're a Christian and, and you're applying uh, the Word of God to your life, you, you, you're praying and, as you say, uh, fasting and doing the things that it takes to grow spiritually, then you're going to get better at denying yourself because you're feeling what will help you to deny yourself more than you're feeding self itself. Because if you feed self, self is used to being feeding. Self is used to having its own way. Self is used to being satisfied. You've done that your whole life. David even said, you know, I was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. So my whole mindset from being a small child all the way up until I accepted Christ as Lord and Savior has always been to satisfy self. It's always been like that. And so now the Holy Spirit, when you become a spiritual being now, you have a spirit living within, within you. It sets up that struggle now where the spirit says, okay, this is a new life. 
you know, the new man now. You know, you, you got to take off the old man and put on the new. You know, it's like changing clothes. That, that's what you're doing. You're changing clothes. And so it's, it's how fast you change the clothes. Some people might change. If, if you look at it uh, as, as an example, uh, some people, even though when they're changing clothes, they're putting on their shirt, some people put their shirt on faster than you do. Some people put their pants on faster than you do. Some of them put it on slower than you do. You know, it's just a matter of time. How fast do we do that? How fast do we grow? How fast are we illuminated by the Holy Spirit to where we learn and we understand the truth <coughs> that He's leading and guiding us to? And, and not only that, but for all of us, how fast or how obedient are we to what we learn while we're growing? If the Holy Spirit illuminates the Word of God and leads you first, you know, He leads you and guides you into all truth. Once you see that truth, you see the knowledge, or you get the knowledge of that truth and the understanding, the hardest thing, which shouldn't be hard, but it is, the hardest thing now is application. Am I going to apply what I know? Some people will apply it. When we talk about Christians, some will apply it. Some of us won't. We're like, well, you know, if, if I apply that truth right now, I have to give up my girlfriend. Mm. If I apply that truth right now, I have to give up my boyfriend. And, and I'm, I'm not sure that's what I want to do right now. Not right now? Uh, I, I, I think I'm going to wait a while. Now, even though you know Hold the on. truth. Hold on. You won't do it. No. And so the, the more you do that, you're basically not denying self. But you're letting self have his way with you. You're letting self stay in control. <coughs> and the whole thing uh, is that God is trying to get that old man to start dying so the new man <laughs> exactly. And so he, he, he talked about, uh, again, Paul talked about Romans 7.24 again, you know, about that, that, that battle that's going on between the flesh and the spirit. There's this uh, flesh is lusting against the spirit, and the spirit is against the flesh. And he said that these two are contrary one to the, one to the other, you know. And... Uh, we don't always do even the things we want to do. And, and Paul expressing it, he's expressing that uh, in his own conflict. He was saying, hey, I'm struggling with the same thing. I want y'all to know, even though I'm the, the great apostle Paul, as y'all call me, even though I'm the great apostle Paul, I'm struggling with this same thing that y'all are struggling with. You know, even though I wrote all of these epistles, and even though uh, what he said, I went up to the third heaven before, you know, and I've seen some things that basically blew my mind. Can't talk about yeah, he said, I can't even talk about this stuff. It, it, it blew my mind so much, you know, I can't even put it into words. You know, and, and so here you got him. He says, I went through the same stuff. This same stuff is the same exact thing that I'm going through. You know, it got even to the point where he says, uh, uh, he says, and that which I do, I would not, and that which I would, 
Not. That's what I do. And you and you said that earlier. You said, oh wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? And so Paul lets us know that this thing about denying yourself is a thing that's going to be a struggle. But we also have to look at it too. He also said, greater is he that's in me, that's in me than he that's in the world. Alright? If you got that, which you should as a Christian, he's telling you, now you got to learn how to tap in to this inner strength that's greater. Because he says, greater is he that's in me. Where is he at? He's in me. He's already in you to help you do exactly what God calls you to do. See, that's, that's one of the reasons why he sent us the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is going to be there to enable us to help us do what we can't do. Because if we can do what God wanted us to do, we'll be able to do it in the natural. But since you can't do it in the natural, you need something else that's supernatural. That means there are, there are those that think they can walk with God and walk in the flesh too. Well, uh, Paul talks about those in Corinthians and calls them carnal Christians because they have chosen not to walk in the flesh. I mean, not to walk in the spirit, but they've chosen to walk according to the flesh. And so Paul calls them carnal. They are carnal-minded. And see, that's where the battle starts right there. And that's where the battle ends, in the mind. He says that they are carnal-minded. Not spiritually minded, but carnal-minded. When you're carnal-minded, you basically say, okay, Lord, I know what the Word says, but that's not what I want to do. These things that the, the flesh produces, or back again over Galatians 5. He says, that I won't, I understand that you said if we walk in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the, lust of the flesh. Alright? Then he talks about the lust of the flesh on down through that chapter. Okay? Alright. So we have a choice. <coughs> because we we can either live or walk, as, as the Bible says, uh, Word walk means uh, live. Right. We can either live according to the flesh, or either we can walk or live according to the spirit. So he's telling us right there, you have to choose which one you want. Spirit is there to help you live the spiritual life. But the thing is, however you choose, then that's the way you're going to walk. And so as a carnal Christian, carnal Christians have chose to walk according to the flesh and not according to the spirit. Now, and and that's, that's, that's not only dangerous, but it is also an insult to God. And the reason why, because most Christians tell you what, when they are walking according to the flesh, they say, well, I can't help it. I can't help myself. That I do those things that. Hold up, hold up, hold up. They just told you. 
They, 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 they told the truth. Yeah. I can't help myself. Exactly. You can't. Exactly. You can't. You have to submit. It's true. And, and that's the point I'm getting to. They say I can't help myself for doing those things. Well, God is saying, well, the reason why you can't help yourself is because the help that I've given you, you are not even taking advantage of, which is the Spirit. He said, I've got the Spirit right here to help. And you quote it, you quote it all the time. Greater zeal is in me than he is in the Word. And, and, and he is in the Word. See, we just say that. But do you really know what you're saying? Is he greater? Is he greater? If you ask the question that greater is he that's in me than he is where? Well, if he's greater, let him show himself how great he is. You give him the opportunity to do that, and he's not going to make you. See, that's one thing about the Holy Spirit. He don't make you do nothing. Bible say he's there to lead you, to guide you into all true. truth. He's not going to make you do anything. But he's going to show you that he's there to help you do it. He gives you the supernatural help that you need in order to overcome this supernatural the, or the supernatural things that God wants you to, to, uh, to overcome. You had to have supernatural help. Because if you could have done it under the natural help yourself, then he never would have had a reason to give you the Holy Spirit. And so when, when, you, when you look at us making all of these excuses about not being able to deny ourselves, we, we, we've said exactly what you just said. Uh, I'm trying to do it on my own. Basically, they say they don't want to. And that's true too. That's true too. Because if you want to overcome something. The help is there. They help you overcome. Right. You just haven't tapped into the heaven. You haven't tapped into it. Feel like Jesus in Revelation 3 and 20. Behold, I stand at the door of the Lord. Exactly. That man will hear my voice. And open the head is right You got to do your thing. You have to do it. Exactly. Open the door. Exactly. If any man will come after me. Hmm. Again, I'm just thinking about who you coming after. Right. And why? The why. Why has to be, you have to have gotten to a point to where you understand that there's more to, than where you are. There's more than doing it your way. There's more to just doing the same old, same old. Because that's really all one does when they live without Jesus. Or he's not their savior and their Lord. You're just doing the same old, same old. It's true. And basically the same old, same old is sin. It's true. He came to die for man's sin. And when you think about it, He's simply saying, if you want eternal life, come here. If you want to live, because you're going to die. Right. 
Again, it's two ways, heaven and hell. You're going to miss one, you ain't going to miss them both. True. He's offering us eternal life. It's a cost. Now, if it costs him to give us eternal life, if it costs him his life, it's going to cost us to live this life. It's true. And we deal with that more on next time when we talk about and take up his cross. You know, I, I uh, when, when I look at that why, because when he says, follow me, uh, when I look at him, he says, come after me. If, if any man, <laughs> if any man comes after me, right? Mm -hmm. If any man would come after me, uh, I, I, I'm looking at this. He, he, first of all, and the question that goes off in his mind is going to be, why should I do this? Because, see, because when, when you, when he's asking him that, that's more powerful than what people realize. Because he's saying, if any man will come after me. And they're like, okay, who are you, Jeff? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Now they don't ooh. ask that question. Yeah. I, I, I raise my hand. I'd be like, Peter, I, I got this one. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. They're like, well, who are you? I mean, if I'm coming after you, what, what do you mean by coming after you? You know, who, who are you supposed to be? Let, let, let me tell you who, who he's supposed to be. He is the Alpha and the Omega. In the beginning and the end, mm -hmm. first and the last, he's God's monogamous, that which is unique and one of a kind. He's the only answer to the sin dilemma. He's the answer to Adam's message. Yeah, let me get like, let me get colloquial now. He bred in a starving land, water in dry places, shelter in the time of a storm. A mother to the motherless, a father to the fatherless, friend that stick closer than a brother. Who is he? He's the one that came down through 42 generations with born. He's the one that I like to say, and some people don't grab this, but he was older than his mama and younger than his mama at the same time. Who is he? He's the one that unstopped deaf ears. He's the one that made the lame walk and made the dumb talk. He, he's the one that picked me up and turned me around. Yeah, I'm being colloquial. Place my feet right. on yeah. the solid ground. Who is he? Right. He married a little baby. Joseph's stepson. Yeah, Joseph's stepson. Who is he? Who isn't he? He's the omniscient one. He knows everything. He's the omnipresent one. He's the one that's 
everywhere at the same time. He's the omnipotent one. He's the one that's got all power in his hand. He's the one that folks say is good all the time and all the time he's good. He's the one that picked your grandmama up off of her sickbed when the doctor said they'd done all they could do. But the next thing you know, grandmama back up at home doing what grandmama used to do. He's the one that let you live from that car wreck you had. He's the one that gave you the job that you had. He's the one that gave man the ability to build the house, the roof, the structure, the apartment that you stay in. He's the one that gave man the ability to create cars and planes and automobiles and boats and things of like that. He's the one that let you talk on your cell phone. He's the one that the Bible says in him you live, you move, you have your being. Who is he? Who isn't he? That's why you follow him. And I ain't even touched the surface of who he is. That's right. Who is it? So he's everything. He is. He's everything. He's the one that John says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And John goes down to verse 14 and says, and the Word became flesh, and we beheld his glory, full of grace and truth, the only begotten of the Father. Who is he? He's the one that let me take a step, one foot in front of another. He's the one that gave me a job to go to. He's the one that keeps me safe every time I get in my car and travel from point A to point B, regardless of where point A and point B is. He's the one that ain't let me catch COVID. He's the one that let the one catch COVID that didn't die, not die. Yeah. Who is he? It's true. He's the one that didn't let us die and go to hell when we should be there right now. Who is he? He's the one that keeps your house safe. And even if somebody break in, you still here. Who is he? He the one that lets you breathe his air when you don't deserve it and I don't deserve it. Who is he? He's the one that supplies food for you to eat. You tell me how a brown cow can eat green grass and produce white milk. You tell me as you say. He's the one that said, and, and let us make man. And he formed man from the dust of the ground. Now, folk ain't thought about this, and I didn't think about it till you said, but how do you get wet blood out of dry blood? <laughs> how do you get, watch it, how do you get red blood out of dry dirt? And bro. Yeah. Who is he? Man, who is he not? He's the one, the only one, that could go to Calvary's cross and take nails. Now, he took nails in the hand, but think about what he took before he got to the cross. That's right. Them 40 lashes. You know Roman law said that they couldn't hit a man 40 times, so they gave him the maximum minus one, which was 39. And on that thing called a cat of nine tails, and they done took that to a sexual thing now. But Jesus got beat with this thing. And they done took it and made it something sexual. You see how messed up the world is? But on this cat of nine tails, there was a whip that had nine pieces of leather on it. And at the end of every nine, I mean, every piece of leather was a sharp object. And can you imagine every time they... All nine of them things went in his back and tore skin away. And I'm pretty good at some simple math. And 39 times nine, Lord Ambrose, mm -hmm. and 351 holes, tears, rips, and tears. 
in his back. He the one that took that. He the one that when he was standing on the cross or hanging on the cross said, Father, forgive them. Wait a minute. He said, they don't know what they're doing. He doing what? What you tell me? They whooped you. They beat you. They nailed your hand. Yeah, but they still didn't know what they were doing. He's the one that hung there and they put nails in his hands. I ain't talking about them little nails you get at the hardware store to hang up a picture. I'm talking about them railroad nails. They took, it's my understanding, a hammer that weighed eight pounds. And beat that nail through his hand. And watch it. That nail didn't touch a bone. In either hand. Can you imagine having a railroad nail put through your hand with an eight pound hand? And then they hang you on the cross with three nails. Who is he? He's the propitiation for us. The redeeming sacrifice. Who is he? He's the advocate that John talks about. My little children, these things right under you that you sin not, but if you sin, or rather since you don't sin, you got an advocate with the Father. Who's that? He's your lawyer. That's true. Who is he? He's the one that stopped by the grave and said, show me where you laid in there. The Lord, by now he's thinking, be quiet. <laughs> Let me show you something. Hey, Lazarus, come here. Loose him and let him go. That's who he is. He got so much power, he can tell the devil to loose anybody and let him go. It's true. Who is he? He the one that was buried on Friday. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling like preaching now. <laughs> <laughs> but early Sunday morning, got up with all power. He's the one that's coming back. He's coming back. Don't believe it, but he coming back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's coming. He coming back. He coming back. That, that's who he is. Yeah, why do I him? Because the alternative is condemnation. That's why you follow him. And, and, and I think when we answer that why question for him, They understand the seriousness of it, and they understand the uh, benefits that come from it. There you go. And, and and they don't see that. You know, that's why God has called us to be not only the light of the world, but we're also supposed to be the salt of the world. Now, see, the, the salt. It's, it's, it's left up to us. He left it up to us to make them thirsty. See, we, we, if we don't make them thirsty, they never want to be uh, put it like that. If, if a person is not thirsty, then why would they need to drink? Because there is a natural, as a natural, the word eludes me right now. There's a natural appetite. Yeah, appetite of need that the body has. Exactly. For thirst. Mm -hmm. And just like with every human being, one reason 
I'm so glad you went there. Thank you, Lord, got one of them evening. That people indulge in what they indulge in. They're trying to satisfy thirst, but the thirst or the emptiness or the void that they're trying to satisfy, only Christ can do. Right. Because it's a spiritual thirst. Right. They don't know. They, they're mistaking the spiritual thirst for a fleshly appetite. Right. That. That, that, there's something within all of us that only Christ can satisfy. It's that void. Right. And what we did before we came to him, before we decided to come after him, mm-hmm. we were searching for that, but we didn't even realize. Right. And we thought we could find it in drugs, women, alcohol, music, cars, houses, games, whatever, money. But there's a there's a void, there's a thirst. Mm-hmm. And only God can satisfy. It's true. And in order to get that thirst quenched, we've got to deny. I would say, last words, thank you. Uh, when it comes to denying ourselves, uh, that means that I have to uh, put an end of my own ambitions, my own goals, my own desires, there you go. Uh, my own self worth and, and, and I think with a lot of us is this we, we have to look at that when you start and in the Bible talks about where God gives us the desires of our own heart. Uh, when you delight yourself in the Lord, uh, Bible talks about He'll give you the desires of your heart. Right. Okay. All right. But what happens in that is that your desires right. are going to become His desires. Yeah, it is right there. Uh, and so, if your desires are going to become His desires, then the, you will have the desires that he wants to give you <laughs> because you didn't even know that those were your, the desires that, that are really uh, of your heart because that's what he's saying he gives you the desires of your heart uh, and Christ knows what those desires are there's a lot of desires that we think are not what we should have so he has a way of being able to do that and so that's the again the struggle comes up where if I have to do all of that, then basically they sort of look at the crisis sort of like a killjoy. Uh, everything that I think that makes me happy, uh, my ambitions, my goals, my desires, myself, pleasing myself, uh, uh, if I follow him, all of that ends. You got to give it up. Yeah, you got to give it up. And, and, and uh, those are things that I want don't want to give up. So it's going to be a struggle. And and I think over time with us, we begin to 
let things go. I know in your, in your Christian life and in my Christian life, I, even after I got saved, I still hung on to some things that I thought was uh, the right thing to do. But as my desire for the Lord uh, became more of His desires, I started letting those things go. And, and I think that's what the biggest part of it is, is beginning to grow in Christ by mostly, mostly, or, or I should I say, uh, totally, as you use the word, totally beginning to be obedient to everything that he's called me to do. And, and that came with a lot of trust, too. You know, uh, Lord, okay, I don't see it kind of like the way you see it right now, but I'm going to trust you anyway. Right. I'm going to step out on faith and I'm going to trust you. And then the more I trust him over time, he began to show me, oh, okay, he got my best interest at heart. You know, he's, he knows exactly what I need. And so you, you start denying yourself even more because what has developed now is this much more greater desire for him because he showed you who he is. Yeah, who he is. Yeah, and he, he showed is. you how his way is much better. There you go. But it's like you said before, I had to learn that first. Through trial and error, through heartaches and pains, through tribulation, all the stuff I had to go through, I put it like this, I had to go through the spiritual school of hard knocks in order to get to the point to where uh, I'm on my way to graduate. Still on the way from graduating yet. Still in the school of hard knocks. But I'm learning because I'm going from one level to another level. Uh, and God only knows how far, how far he has to take us before he gets us where he wants us. Amen. Well, I've learned and I'm still learning. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody like, you just learning this? No, I've been doing it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's about applying it that I can't have it my way. All the time. Yeah. I can't have it my way. Right. If I don't do it his way, it's not going to work out. It's true. Jeremiah 29, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected man. A lot of times we in the way of what we want. Right. We just in the way. And when we get out of God's way, God will have his way. Self keeps us in the way. Yeah. It does. Self keeps us in God's way. And God is not going to force us to control ourselves. One way, one thing we do when we control ourselves and we deny ourselves, we show us how much we love him. We show him how much we love him. Right. True. Because his word says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Mm -hmm. That's his commandment. If you're coming after me, if you want to walk this road, if you want to get from earth to glory, 
as a formula. Right. And now you'll say, you can say, we'll pick these, this, this one of these two of them. Take up your cross. And, find, and look what he said. You got to deny yourself first. Your cross, your, you got to bear your own burdens, your own cross, your own load. There it is right here. The cross is a load. Yeah. And when you get your cross, then you can follow me. Because watch this. Just like Simon helped him bear his cross, he'll help us bear ours. Right. Self, we gotta learn how to get self out the way. Whenever we get self out the way, God will do some mighty things in our lives. It's true. If we are coming after Him. Yeah. And there's no reason to get self out the way if you're not coming after Him. Mm -hmm. But once you have that desire and you make that decision to deny yourself. Then God will start doing some things in our life. It's true. That concludes our lesson for the night on John six. I mean Mark Matthew well, you know, sixteen and twenty-four. Just this portion of it. Uh, we'll be back again probably Sunday night or maybe next Tuesday. We don't know just yet. But join us. We'll be on live and we'll we'll jump into the take up your cross portion. And ooh, the cross. I got one on my own when the kids gave me at school. Okay. The cross. You know, a lot of people want to tattoo a cross on them or wear a cross on their neck. But the cross ain't to be tattooed or worn, it's to be carried. And we'll get into that next week. Thank you for joining us. As always, leave your questions, comments. Let us know what you think. Again, we'll be right back here at the table real soon. God bless you. We appreciate you. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to these two episodes of Let a Man Deny Himself. As always, we hope that we've said something that has been helpful to you. In our own strength, we are not able to deny ourselves. But if we submit to the Spirit of God, He will help us to win this battle. God bless you, and until our next episode, we pray that the love, grace, mercy, protections, and blessings of God keep you and your family.